Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakeham and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy, Lake Kim in the building, and I got my brother, KB, in the building with me. We on episode 39, and we decided to name this one, Run It Up, Rinse, and Repeat. Now, KB and I, we know we've been gone for three weeks, and we ain't drop an episode in three weeks, but the reason behind that is because we actually been in the field. We've been in the trenches really implementing the things we've been teaching over these last 38 episodes. KB and I want our entrepreneurs to know that we know if we was employees, we'd have been fired because we went three weeks, no call, no show. That's the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur. We create the rules the way that we want them to be. KB, what's your thoughts on that, man? Listen, man, I like to say for those who've been tuning in, who have been true supporters, I hope you guys are implementing what we've been teaching. Because this is not your newest TV show where you're here to be entertained. Talked about, I hope you guys are implementing and you guys are in the field too. And, you know, the time away from us is actually good because when we come back, we come with that fire. Yo, straight up, bro. And I think that's what we really want our entrepreneurs to know is go back and listen to the other 38 episodes. KB and I, we've been doing this for almost a year now. So we really want our entrepreneurs to know it's the difference between listening and not executing and executing after each episode. So those are the entrepreneurs that's going to take it to the next level. KB is going to let y'all know the quote of the day, and he's also going to let y'all know why we decided to choose this topic. So KB, what's the quote of the day? Today's quote is, in teaching others, we teach ourselves. And this is a famous proverb, and I couldn't agree more. Because it's something that clicks in your brain when you have to explain yourself to someone else. And if you are a person of pride, you don't want to do it the right way. And the process of teaching something that you don't really know is the best way to learn. That's true. The reason we chose this topic, the fear of not being qualified holds enough entrepreneurs back more from teaching than most can imagine. When in reality, we don't truly understand a topic until we can teach it to someone else. The art of teaching is a skill that we want our fellow entrepreneurs to embrace as leaders. The name of the game is first to run it up, rinse, repeat. That's so true, bro. So true. I really believe that unless you really could teach what you know to someone else, you really don't understand it. Yeah. And you won't be good at it to explain it in a different perspective because the way you might see problem or solution might be different from mine. But if you're able to give both variables, you become a great teacher. Yeah. And I was also thinking too. So just to let our entrepreneurs know, we're addressing this episode and this topic to the entrepreneurs that are going to be in the scale season because KB and I were taking baby steps and Every day that y'all don't see us on this um, podcast is because we're figuring out new ways to get into that scale season because we're not making moves for the next two months, three months, or even a year. We're thinking of how do we want our business to be in the next three to five years? And we're trying to stay in the scale season because that's where you get a new set of problems, but you get a whole new set of profits and results. It's been a fun time with the scale season because you start looking at two or three years, then you start looking at 10 years. It's wow, this is a whole different ballgame. If we do this right, this could be a retirement plan right here. (laughs) 
I'm excited to really talk about this episode, bro, because I'm like, if we could get every entrepreneur in the community to like really first get results and then teach it to someone else and then you get paid twice in the process, that's a dream. And, and that's the new American dream. And I think we being the first generation to have the opportunity to live that out. And it's important that we take advantage of this era and not get caught up by the wayside. Straight up, bro. Let's jump into the problems because we came up with three problems that we feel like really hold entrepreneurs back from feeling like they're qualified to teach. And this is the biggest misconception when people are scared to teach something. Let's jump into the problem. What's the first problem we got? I don't have enough status yet. Yeah. When I hear this, people, they're probably thinking about the accolades or exactly the dollar they want to have in their pocket that they don't have yet. It's different things that people come to when they're afraid of teaching because they feel like they're not ready. Yeah. And when people say, I don't have enough status yet, they're really just thinking that there should be somewhere that they're currently not. They think they should be ahead of where they are. And we say this in all our episodes, everyone, you are where you're supposed to be. So take pride in where you're at and just get in the game. The second problem is I don't have six or seven figures yet. I used to say this problem to myself sometimes when it comes to the teaching. But in order to get to the six, seven figures, you have to know something. And there's steps and there's levels to it. So don't look at a, a number as looking at your whole value. Yeah, because everyone starts somewhere and you don't need to be a millionaire to teach other people how to do the basic stuff that you did because when you started off, you only knew the basics. So the six or seven figure quality that people think they need to be at, I definitely got a, an experience to relate to it. And the third problem is that I don't think anyone will purchase my course. You didn't get in business not to have confidence. This is more of a insecurity issue. I like to think, you know, some more of an insecurity issue where you think people will do this for me, but I don't think they will do that. And so, you, know, you could be that in this. With entrepreneurs, you can't think that someone won't purchase your course or your product or whatever you're getting out to teaching people. People won't purchase anything that they don't know. And if it's not created, of course they can't do that, man. Let's jump into these experiences, man. Cause I got a lot of different things. It's been three weeks, bro. So I got content. I got stories. I got a lot of stuff I want to share with the community. Let's jump into the first experience. So the first problem that our entrepreneurs say is I don't have enough status yet. And they feel like that's the biggest thing that holds them back from getting in the game of teaching and communicating a message to other people. So my experience is, I think back to when I was speaking at conferences made me terrified. I always wanted to speak at a conference, but the thought of it was like, yo, like Kim, I don't know if you're going to be ready yet. I don't know if speaking at a conference, if I have the status yet to get in front of a stage and, and talk to people because I haven't hit certain milestones that I thought I should be at. And I've always wanted to speak at a conference, but when I finally got a chance I really started to second guess myself if I was ready because I was scared that no one knew who I was. And however, I knew if I made an impact while I had my first opportunity to speak, it was going to resonate with people. And a crazy story to this, bro, was I think from my second or third time I ever got a chance to speak in front of someone. Recently, I was talking to someone and I think like last week or two weeks ago, he hit me up. And remember, we in 2021 right now. And he hit me up and he was like, yo, Lake Kim, 
I remember something you said to me in 2018 at a conference and I never forgot it like ever since you said that. And mm. KB, that was crazy to me because in 2018, 19, 20, 21, that's three years ago. That's over almost a thousand days. And this person remembered something that I said. And I think the quote or the part of my speech that he remembered was I said, if you get in this game of entrepreneurship and you ever have to go back to updating your resume, it's your fault. <laughs> and, and I think something like so subtle he remembered it. And I think he had to go back to updating his resume. So when he got to that point of looking at his resume again, he was like, nah, I remember what Lake Kim said. He was like, I'm not updating this. I'm going to find a way to do something and create something. So I don't have to look at my resume. Wow. And- that, that's, wait, that's powerful though. That, that statement within itself is, is so much self-accountability right there. You point that out and then he had to be going through that actual situation. That says a lot. And I didn't even think because that was something that I just truly believed in. So when I look back on it, I said it three years ago and in 2021, he brought something up and I'm so glad that I just got in front of the audience. It was probably like, I don't know, six, 700 people. And I just said how I was feeling and it stuck with them. And I wanted to stick with our entrepreneurs listening on today on, on this episode is if you get in the game of entrepreneurship, and you ever have to go back to updating your resume and showing that as your proof of why you're good enough for a job or a contract or whatever you're doing, then you did something wrong. Because when you get in the game of entrepreneurship, your results become your new resume. And it stuck with him back in 2018. This is going to stick with me now forever. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to go back real quick because the first thing you said is that you don't want to speak because you wasn't sure that anybody would know who you are. But it's crazy because it's like, nobody's gonna know you are if you don't actually do it. What was the thing that made you get over that hump of security? The main thing that made me just decide was doing it was like, I always wanted to. And I feel like a lot of our entrepreneurs, there's something that they've always wanted to do. But the biggest thing that holds them back is just the thought of not doing well or failing or not you know, impressing or or resonating with people. And I just felt, look, my biggest thing is I'm going to have to gain experience at some point. And for me, I was just like, I just need to get in the game because if I don't start or I don't take this opportunity, how will people ever know who I am? I don't know if I necessarily felt like I had all the qualifications that I needed, but the fact that I got an opportunity means I've done something. And I did enough that someone recognized me to give me a chance to speak in front of that many people. That's all I was about to say. This is not a Sunday church testimony. Anybody could come up. <laughs> so if they ask you, that means you got to be some person of value where they like, they want you to tell your story. It's weird sometimes that when we in a position or qualified a position, we still don't see ourselves in that type of light for whatever reason. And we have to get out of that as entrepreneurs because they come into you because you have made an X amount of sales. You did expose leadership and now they want you to speak, but you like, I don't know, because I didn't get to a certain amount of rank yet. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) you got this far by speaking in front of people. So just imagine if you speak in front of 600 people, now it's going to be another level that you're going to reach. Yeah. And I think that was my biggest fear. Like sometimes us entrepreneurs, if someone asks you to do something they're not doing it because like they just randomly selected someone. Hopefully they didn't. 
they're coming to you because they've seen some type of value. You just got to jump in the game. When I hear people say I don't have enough status yet, I think about people seeing success solidify one route. And what the example that came to my head was like the local music artist who sells a thousand tickets on tour by himself, but they still disappointed that they didn't actually get any radio play yet. And <laughs> of, of course you want to maximize brands for exposure, but it's more than one way to be successful. Cause there's some people that's on the radio, but they're not making sales like that. Yeah. And I think people get caught up with the certain platforms or the tools. And this is what you got to do at this level. Like I arrived, like you want to let people know a lot of people that's unsigned, they might not get the exposure, but they're getting the consistent sales that people who are signing are getting because you still have to convert into sales. That's why we're in business. So a lot of people get caught up in being lit and being in the limelight, but that status doesn't convert to money if you don't have the right systems in play. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, when they even say that, is they look at someone that maybe have a lot of followers or they feel like someone is because they got hair, they're getting everything that they want. And it's not, nah, bro. Like sometimes it doesn't matter who you think is winning versus the people who actually are winning. Yeah. And there's a huge gap between that. And sometimes we get caught up in that misconception. It comes down to that profits and losses sheet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just as far as training, we'll get more resonant example. I used to think like I had to be, you know, training at Equinox or New York Sports Club in order to be solidified as, yo, I'm a great trainer. Those trainers are not getting the clientele like I'm getting and they're not getting the results like I'm getting. So <laughs> who's really winning here? Yep. So so I used to, and once I got out of that and I realized I spoke to people that actually work for Equinox and they're trying to get out and they're like, I don't want to work here. They're taking 70% of my commission. These people that I'm training I can't train how I want them. They go, I have to train based on Equinox system. And I'm like, what? So basically they're just training people just to keep coming. Like they're not training people to get results. They've trained people. They form a focus on selling packages instead of getting the work done. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like, nah, I'm going to do it you know, the way I do it. And now it's, yeah, I don't have to look for clientele. Like when people posting, I'm taking clients, that means they don't have none. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry about a status or a platform whether your industry is, just make sure you put in the work and you're profiting. Let's not forget why we're here. Like we're here to make profits and to make money and create freedom. That's your status right there. <laughs> Facts. And then, so I got a question for you, bro. So on a personal level, whether it's real estate or personal training, do you like, did you ever get to a point that you felt, All right, I don't have enough status to train this person or I don't have enough status to help this person find a house and if you felt like that, what made you get over that fear of I'm more than enough qualified to help this person get the result or the house that they're looking for? The only time I really felt like that is when I was in real estate and I was working for a company in the city in Manhattan. You know, coming from Queens, going to Manhattan is a totally different ballgame. Talking about a million dollar apartment. He threw me in the fire. I had a listing in Central Park. Upper West Side, and they have a doorman. The apartment is sponsored, renovated, so that means everything is brand new by the building. Oh, and yeah. An apartment is 1.1 million. For an apartment? A one bedroom. He helped me. The first open house, he showed me what's what. But when he left, I'm like, yo, I'm a kid from Queens. Like, I grew up in Southside. <laughs> I grew up in Jamaica. I don't know nothing about nothing. I just know from what he told me. But one thing I did know is how to listen. And when you're in that position where you might feel unqualified, if you listen and pay attention, 
and use what you know. Like we have a lot of street smarts. So when other agents will bring their client with them, I would just listen to what they're selling their client and I'll sell it to the next person. So that was my one strategic move is, yo, I'm just overwhelmed. And they'll ask me about things I never even heard of before that my broker didn't mention because it's, it's a lot of information like probates and what's the building, who sponsors the building, who owns it. And I'm like, yo, I don't know nothing. I just want, I just know it looked nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time I was felt in that position where, yo, how can I sell a million dollar apartment where, you know, nobody in my family didn't even own nothing of that. I don't even have any friends that are rich like this. How can I do this? And I just look back on what I've been through and I take a step back. Yo, listen, I've been through too much and I need to get this money. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my motivation. Like, Yo, let me learn as much as possible. And I know people. And I just really started listening more and just start writing stuff down when people were talking. Like I'd be acting like I'm on my phone by really writing things in my notes. And I'll just study more. And it's, you just got to put in the work, the extra work that you might have put in because you're not from that place or you're not from that uh, situation. I definitely wanted to piggyback on something you just said, because an experience really just popped in my mind. You said that, yo, I didn't really know a lot about that element. I have street smarts and the street smarts is sometimes you got to be a good student. You got to learn. And I had two employees, bro, that I hired a couple of weeks ago. One was crazy book smart, like crazy book smart. And then another one, he just was a good communicator and just had a little bit more people skills. And bro, on the books, it, it, the person who had all of the book smarts, that person, according to society, was supposed to do better because he was smarter than the other kid. He knew more random information than the other kid. But when it actually came down to talking to people, his skill set was on zero. And it was crazy because the other kid, he wasn't as smart as him. He didn't have as many knowledge or experience or anything. But when it came down to it, this employee that was better at communicating, he started to do phenomenal. And the other person who lacked the communication of talking to people, he ended up quitting because he just did not know how to relate to people. Like it was weird, bro. I was teaching them how to wave because we want to wave at our customers to show that we're, we're friendly. He didn't even know how to wave. He was waving like this. And I'm like, bro, where are you from? Like, How do you not know how to wave to people? Like, bro, sometimes it just shows that your street smarts or the experiences that you've been through. That's what prepares you to have gain the status that you need to win. That's, that's funny. I know y'all teach people how to wave. Yo, <laughs> we teach them everything, bro. <laughs> wow. You going, we're going to teach you how to close this sale and how to leave when you close this sale. We could jump into the next problem. So the second problem we have is I don't have six or seven figures yet. And that's when entrepreneurs feel like the financial part is what's holding them back from being a great teacher. Here's, you know, my experience. So the first time I saved six figures was in 2018. And I'm looking back on it and I'm like, if I waited until 2018 to start teaching other people, I would have never reached that point that I got to in 2018. If I didn't save six figures in 2015, 16 and 17, but I taught all of those three years, my value increased. So like, when I look back on it, bro, was 2015, 16, and 17, that really prepared me for everything that I needed in 2018. So those previous years, I'm grateful that I was in a position of teaching other people. I'm grateful that every year that I just was teaching, teaching, 
And it made my value increase in 2018 when I eventually saved that money. But I think if I had waited to get to that point and then start teaching, I wouldn't have been as valuable. And again, I would have never got there. That's very similar to my viewpoint on it, because obviously there's levels to this. Getting six to seven figures is, is a blessing. People don't reach that level, but they're still successful. But at every level, you learn something new and take on new responsibility. So that doesn't necessarily mean you can't teach someone what you currently know right now. Even at zero figures, we all agree we learned a lot. (laughs) But the most important part is that we don't stay at zero. So as long as you continue to progress over time, then you have the ability to teach. And that was something that I had to really tell myself, I could teach people about certain things about marketing. And even I don't even charge them, I'm still valuable to teach them because people ask me, like, how are you so great at this? And how are you so great at always showing the best highlight of everything? And when I start telling people that I build them more confidence exactly of what I'm doing and how I do it. So it goes back to teaching what you know is what's going to get you to the next level. Facts. And I think as entrepreneurs, we can't be in fear of that, especially when it's an opportunity to gain income. It's all about having a certain type of strategy with it, where you don't want to just be a great teacher, but you're not performing in the actual business. If you're doing great, and you're trying to figure out another way to scale, you maximize your time, then you could teach others. And this is how you really run it up, rinse and repeat. What comes to my mind as you're saying that is I think the biggest fear people have is when they say I don't have six or seven figures is you're thinking of the people that do have six or seven figures. And I think they're focused on maybe trying to teach that person. Because if you don't have six or seven figures, yeah, you can't teach the other person above you six or seven figures on, on that topic. However, If you have studied something and if you feel like you have a little bit more knowledge than the next guy or girl, then, bro, you find someone that doesn't know as much as you. And then you just find a way to add value to that person. And then you just rinse and repeat that. You take the small amount of information. You find someone that doesn't know it because think about it. At some point, you didn't know that information that you currently know. And then all you got to do is find someone that was interested in that topic and then you continue to teach that person. Then they're going to ask you questions and be like, yo, how does this work? And then you're going to find ways to be like, okay, I don't know the answer to this. Here is as much as I know on this topic. And then you continue to develop that person. And then eventually you're going to get to that six and seven figure mark. And then you could teach other people on the same playing field or people that hasn't gotten in the game yet. To even break it into simpler terms, I'm pretty sure almost every entrepreneur had this experience where you was the upperclassman in school and you had to teach the younger kids. And I remember being in elementary where we used to read books to kindergarten and first grade. And I wasn't a teacher or a professor, but it made me pronounce my words better because I'm speaking to the children and also speak with expression. And that's what they called. I was looking up. It's called a protege effect where teachers do this academic where if you don't know something, They'll tell you to teach to someone else because in the process, you're going to have to really know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) In school, we've seen that over and over, but now we can implement in our businesses because there's always somebody at, you know, level one who's looking to learn. You could just capitalize off just teaching level one. It could be just an entry level course. And as you continue to grow more, then you you gain your, your knowledge and experience. You could have a level two course. And I think, that was one of my biggest hurdles. And as I even prepared for this episode, I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm about to come up with a course. <laughs> <laughs> because it's been, you know, oh, eight years of entrepreneurship and you've been doing business, what, almost 20 years now. Yeah. So, it's, I know some stuff. I know some stuff. And I know some people that don't even know anything. They, and they just started their first business at this age. And they like, I don't know even how to go about it. It's simple. What's simple to us, it can be amazing to others. Yeah. And there's value there. And there's also ways to show that there's income to be made. And bro, even when it came down to this podcast, man, it's it could have been intimidating for us to be like, KB, I don't know if we could start a podcast because we don't got 10,000 people that's going to listen and we're not millionaires yet. So why would someone listen to our podcast since we're not millionaires? And it's bro, it doesn't matter if we're millionaires. We have enough experience that we could teach someone that's brand new in the game of entrepreneurship. And there's going to be someone that's listening right now that needs someone to like give them a little bit of guidance. Like you have two people that's been in business for over five years that's been able to come out the mud and earn a lot of money over these last five to six years. So I know there's someone that's, yo, I'm just starting. I'm glad I'm still in the mud. So <laughs> like, like I need to, I need to see something of someone that's a few stages ahead of me and it gives me something to work towards. And we just knew our niche and we knew who we was talking to. We know bought courses. Like we, we pay for, you know, information. And, that, and that's another thing aspect of it is if you're paying for information for someone else then you know what and they don't have six seven figures yet then why do you think you can do the same thing based on your industry and just the top on the top of the six seven figures i, I actually hit seven figures and i didn't even notice that i hit Dang. seven figures and i was still you know operating the same way but now that i hit it and i'm aware of it my focus is to not even work more it's my focus is actually to scale more so it's like when you hit seven figures all right you, know, you hit six figures. I, I did it. You know, this, it was hard as hell. But and it makes you think, you know, I don't want to work this hard for the next six figures. What can I do? And you just tap into the scale season. This is one step of scale season of, of teaching someone else what you know and how you can make money. Wait, so you, you say you hit seven figures already? <laughs> nah, <laughs> I hit six. Oh, I was about to say, hold on. You got a couple M's that you ain't telling me? <laughs> I speak into existence. <laughs> I think like that's the biggest thing that we really want, you know, our entrepreneurs to know, man, is you don't got to be at the six or seven figure uh, mark to start because there's so many people that want to learn from what you've done. I can even think of my fiance, bro. Right now, she's been doing her business for I think she's about to hit the one year mark this summer. And bro, she, she probably doesn't feel as confident that she has all of the results that she needs, but there's people that has not never started making badges or doing anything. And she's put herself in a position that she has enough results that she could teach someone. She's not at level one anymore or level zero, the people that haven't started. So once you're in the game and you've made a couple sales or you've helped one person get results then you are officially in a position of being able to teach. If you need that validation, KB and I, we're giving you the validation that once you get in the game and you've helped one person, you've made one sale, you could teach somebody. You have permission to do that. Being that you said that, that confirms, because the backstory of, of Tiana, she listened to our podcast. And when she listened to the podcast, I forgot which episode it was. It was something in the beginning stages. 
I think it was about leveling up and taking your skill set seriously and turning into a business. So she's our, our one person that's an example where it's like, yo, we can teach now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can teach now. We, we could come up with our own course together because it's dope hearing her story how she didn't like business. She wasn't didn't want to be a part of business. And she has how many sales now? Oh, over a thousand. And that's beautiful to hear. And that's what, why we even do this podcast in the first place. And hearing that, that gets me hyped and excited. Yo, let's make out the blueprint for this course. Exactly, bro. <laughs> that's what like all the thoughts that came to my mind with that problem. If you've helped one person, you could teach. You got the stamp. You got the permission. And the last problem we have is I don't think anyone will purchase my course. And I feel like that's one of the things, a biggest thing that whole entrepreneurs back is when they have the fear that people won't. So here's my experience. People buy results. So if you're making a course and you've earned results, you've ran it up once, that's what people are going to buy. So as I'm launching my first course, bro, I do have some doubts of what my sales might be, but I'm confident in my ability to sell my results and my story. When you're selling a course, people, they're buying you before they buy the course. And for all my entrepreneurs that's creating something that's in the process of, yo, I've ran it up once and now I want to put myself in a position that I could teach it. Just know that people, they're going to be buying your results and your story. All you got to do is prove to yourself that you've earned the credibility to teach. You've earned it because you can show by what you've accomplished. I could do it. And now I'm feeling, put myself in a position that I could teach somebody else. So that's my thoughts, man, is once I knew of me creating my course, I'm like, yo, Lake Kim, you got to remember people, they're just going to be buying your story and they're going to be buying what you've done in the past. So the first thing is you got to accomplish something and then people going to buy it. And what comes to my mind is the people who believe nobody will buy my course. Why do people continue to do business with you? Why are you excelling in your business right now? And if you weren't a person of value, then you wouldn't be in that position. And I just think, well, just be, not just because you're doing sales, you're going to be automatically great at teaching. I'm not saying that either. I'm saying then there's a, a way for you to scale your business even more. You might have to learn new things, learn how to communicate, learn how to package yourself, learn how to market. That means that you have something else to offer. And that's the whole thing we want to people understand when you're scaling this is the extra thing that you didn't think about. We know you could do the work. Like we, we, we passed our part already, <laughs> you know? Now it's like, how can I get paid for creating something once? How can I get paid for creating a system? And how can I continue to get paid, you know, every day? And that's the point where we at, where this is the, the big leads. And this is not for everybody. If you're not built for it, it's okay. For those who are really hungry and who, who really want it, understand that it takes a different level of, effort. It's not about working hard. It's about working smarter in this, in this scale season. With you creating your course as well, because we both at this stage of where we're creating a course, has there ever been any doubt in your mind that yo, people might not like my, my course might not come off the shelves, just selling left and right. Have you ever thought of that? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially when I just duplicate myself with my app and my virtual program, because I would trick myself when I'm working. So before I had an app, people would say, how'd you do this? Or how'd you get the workouts or this and that? I tried the workouts on my clients first. Like, <laughs> literally guinea pig them without them even knowing. So it was a whole bunch of trial and error. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do that. 
and I'll come up with different ideas at night. My notes four or five a.m. That's why I got all the fire. <laughs> and I'll come up with something. I was like, let me try it on my clients. And then before I even had the app, I created a challenge, and I said, just follow these workouts, and I'm gonna have a, a prize, a cash money prize for whoever does it. And just the whole aspect of trying to tell someone how to do a workout plan, and then having them do it in person is two different, you know, aspects. So I wanted to see if people will perform. Like one on workout is like two extremes. Yo, I'm not doing this. Like I just know it's gonna be too hard. So my challenge was how to create something that was like not too easy and not too hard at the same time. And this is my first time creating some. So I'm like, yo, I don't even know how to go about it. I don't want them to say, yo, KB workout was weak. KB workout was too intense. I'm not doing it. What I did was I just got people feedback throughout the process. And I was like, you know what? All right, now I'm ready to put it in an app. And now I'm ready to try to scale it. But even with that, it was like helping people to buy it is one thing. Then getting to use it is a whole nother thing. Yeah. And then getting to use it consistently. So it's like, it's levels to it. But I have my doubts and it's like, maybe it's not working or maybe people just want to be in person and it's not going to work out. But the uncontrollable variable we really took off is COVID. And when COVID really came about, I already had it in place. And that sometimes it's, yo, you scaling can be the answer for your next step. Because what you're doing right now, when you're training your time for money, of course, you want to continue to work and get your money, but the scaling can be that void. So when I couldn't train in the gym, the only thing I had was that to make yeah. sense. So it's all about having that confidence where your back is against the wall. And my back is the wall is like, all right, if people are using it. I got to try to make sure it's, you know, the best program out there. And I made, I still making tweaks to this day to try to make it even better. So as an entrepreneur, you always want to progress. Like that's just embedded in you. Yeah. And I think, bro, like that's the one thing that the entrepreneurs, the biggest fear is like they're, they're scared that people won't buy it. And I'm glad that you started the app, bro, because when you started the app back in 2018, it's yeah, you, there, I'm sure there's the thought that like people might not purchase the app or people might not. And like you said, even after they purchase you, like now I hope people actually use it to show that you really do get results. And I'm grateful. And I'm, and I love the example you set because by you doing that now, people are like, everyone is using the app and everyone's getting results, but it, it took time. It takes a lot of belief and you got to believe in your own brand and nobody can do that for you. And I think that's one of the big internal issues for entrepreneurs is that we get to a certain level. I don't know if I can do that. You talk yourself out of it. After you came this far, nah, it's, this is the big leads, but you got to act like I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe was 17, LeBron, 17, 18. He's like, I'm supposed to be here. I've been you know, working my whole life to get to this point. And when you come with that type of motivation or in, in, integrity, it's nah, I got to do this. I was destined to do this. Now it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, bro. And I think, yo, the idea of why we chose this is like, it's simple, man. We said that we want to teach our entrepreneurs first, you got to run it up, then you got to rinse, and then you got to repeat. And once you understand that concept, you're going to win in business because it's going to get you to the scale season. And that's where you really start experiencing true time freedom and financial freedom. So KB, let's jump into the solutions, man, because I think we definitely drove home the point of, for our entrepreneurs, like, yo, run it up, rinse and repeat. So the first solution, let's talk about the first one. The first one we got is 
I don't have enough status yet. And my solution from all my entrepreneurs in the community is this. The best way to gain status is to start somewhere. And I want to just end with this quote for this solution. Fear has killed more dreams than failure ever will. And if my entrepreneurs could live by that quote, you're never going to think of, I don't have enough status yet. My takeaway is, List all your accolades and accomplishments within your business. Circle as many accomplishments you achieved and circle the ones that people personally haven't achieved. If you have at least three or five items that you are, you are valuable to a group of people, this will help you give a better insight of your status. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times where we're so focused on, I don't have this, I didn't do this yet, I didn't do this. But what did you actually do already? And what did you actually complete? And if a lot of people can't answer that around you, then that means you have value. I remember one of my uh, clients was talking to me and they was, I can't do that. I'm not ready yet. And I was like, yo, are you the only nurse in your family? She was like, yeah. I was like, did you only one that went to school for four years and you probably get another degree? She was like, yeah. I said, yeah. So that means you can work out and do these burpees and work out <laughs> a day on your own. She was like, damn, I didn't think about that, KB. I was like, yo, if you achieve all these other things, you could add this to yourself as well. That will help you create, you know, I have status. I have some type of responsibility and I have a people I could reach. And that's my take on it when people say they don't have status. Yeah, bro. And I think that's so true, man. It's, if you've done something that other people have not, you have status. And I think like that visual of circling those things, I think that's definitely going to help the people in the community. The next solution we have is when people say, I don't have six or seven figures yet. My solution is my best advice is to teach your way to six or seven figures. Mm. That's the only way for you to get there. KB and I, we both didn't start off with six or seven figures, but we've earned our, we've taught our way to six figures. And now we're going to teach our way to seven figures. So do not let that monetary accomplishment that you think you need or that status to get in the game holds you back because the best way is to teach your way to it. So you run it up and then you run it up halfway with what you've accomplished and then you teach your way to the other half. And I think that's going to help my entrepreneurs know that, yo, don't let that money part stop you because you're going to teach your way to it. Yeah. And I definitely like that part because we look at numbers so much in society where it's like, I got to have this because I just saw this meme and they say, I got to have this certain amount at this certain age. You can't live off of that. You got to go based off what you have done in your lifetime and what you was exposed to. And as an adult, you know, you have you no know, more control over your life and you take it one step at a time. Don't compare to anybody, but compare to your old self. And that's one of the you know key factors to piggyback on what you said. My takeaway is, do you plan on making six or seven figures? And Yes or no. If yes. You say, <laughs> yeah. If you say no, then don't teach because you can work your way to six figures. But if you're trying to teach, trying to get to seven figures, then you need to teach. And you want to run up and you want to scale it the right way. You don't want to work a thousand hours just to make a certain amount of dollars where you can do a thousand sales in, in one hour. Yeah. So, so it's just a different ball game, a different focus at this level. And I think when I found out I don't want to work my way to a million 
it made me look at life differently. And I start to really scale things in my head. Yo, I want to learn more and I want to teach people more. And that's just my whole thing is figure out what you want and realize, all right, I need to scale to get ahead. Yeah, bro. And when you just said that, that made me think of, I just had the epiphany over the last year, two years of, yo, late Kim, you can't work your way to a million or you don't want to work your way to a million. And once that idea resonated with me, now I'm like, all right, I'm going to teach my way. or I'm going to provide a service or a product that's going to help me get there. And like that click for me and it's, it's changed my life ever since. Now I look at business completely different, bro. And last point is you shouldn't want to work that much because education is the new currency. Yeah. So being that people are not even going to school anymore due to, you know, COVID restrictions and stuff like that, everybody's learning stuff online and everybody's in their phones trying to get information. So if you have knowledge and experience, that's information that somebody's willing to pay for. Why not run it up, rinse and repeat? Mm. <laughs> I like that, bro. I like it. All right. And then the last problem that our entrepreneurs say is, I don't think anyone will purchase my course. And here's my solution. No one will purchase a course that they've never heard of or is not created. So people, they will purchase a course based on your personality and the issues you're solving. So show your personality solve a problem and sell your story. And then your courses are going to fly off the shelves. Yeah. That's how I know that we brothers. Cause I, <laughs> my takeaway is definitely similar to that. <laughs> Cause my question to those people who think nobody bought a course, how do you know? You probably right. Or you're probably wrong, but I would highly suggest you simply asking people for their feedback on your content. Do they find it valuable? Why or why not? The genuine positive or negative remarks will help you cancel out any doubt about your value. So no value equals no sales. <laughs> Great value equals sales. And that's your answer. That's it. <laughs> Again, for everyone listening, we don't talk about our solutions. We intentionally write them separate and then we share them with you guys. And you guys could tell that sometimes our solutions are similar is because it's one simple solution to fix your problem. And we, we're just trying to find different ways to tell you the same solution because it's not that difficult. So I, I totally agree, bro. And it's crazy how we, we're always on the same page and we don't even plan for it like that, you know? Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about business is it's very universal and we have different experiences, but the same lessons. What I love about this episode is that it's going to make me get in my bag and actually work on a course to help trainers train or help trainers don't market themselves. And I feel that I have more than enough in experience. And as I go through this episode, I, I learn so much about myself and learn different aspects and tactics that I can use. And I think that's just the beauty because we all growing together and like literally in this moment, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do this. I know I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you guys to understand this is the way we can really scale and live the life that we want. And don't forget why you're doing this. We want to create money. We want to create freedom and we are going to create opportunity for the people around us. And that the best way to do it is to run it up and rinse and repeat. Here's my final take to this as well, bro. Teaching a topic where you feel like you don't have the most credibility can seem intimidating. But if you're at this stage, you do have some type of credibility 
And for my entrepreneurs that really want to become a great teacher, like you got to understand this, man. The reason we chose this episode title is you got to run it up first. You got to gain some results because people, they respect that. Then you got to rinse, right? Rinse mean you got to continue to do it like repetition. And then you repeat that by being able to give the value, the things that you've ran up, the things that you've rinsed, and now you're repeating it in someone else. And then you're going to help them get the results. And the more people you help get results, the better you become as an entrepreneur and the more value you have, that's when you deserve to have the financial freedom and the time freedom. So for all my entrepreneurs listening, remember, run it up, rinse and repeat. Entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.